0: the Throw It In Rotation podcast. After this season's NFL QB carousel like no other, in which we've seen Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson go in blockbuster trade deals, we decided to do our very own quarterback carousel, in which we talk about every team's quarterback room, every team's quarterback situation. For 90 seconds, we'll put 90 seconds on the clock and go through every single NFL team. Gives us a chance to... Talk about your team, talk about every team in the NFL. We'll be going division by division, starting with the AFC North. 90 seconds are on the clock. Ashley, with the Bengals, let's get going.
1: So, Joe Burrow helped the Bengals in a crazy run to the Super Bowl last season. He missed just missed out narrowly against the Rams, but his incredible play throughout this season... Particularly towards the end, really showed how good of a QB he is. His arm talent is incredible. He threw for five hundred twenty-five yards and four touchdowns against the Ravens, and four hundred forty-six yards and four touchdowns against the Chiefs. And the end and stretch in the regular season, um, he's got Jamar Chase there, who's, who had a superb rookie campaign, coupled with T. Higgins. They've added some great um, weapons. Well, not weapons, but some protection for the offensive line and Alex Kappa. Um, Lael Collins and Ted Karras, the Bengals could be on track for another Super Bowl run this year.
0: Yeah, you think so? I think that is obviously the biggest question mark is that offensive line. They've brought in players, but have they done enough? They give Alex Kappa, who is a a good, a mid-to-good level starting guard. They, they drafted one in the fourth round. So I think that is the main question for this Bengals team. It's definitely a question of protection. Have they done enough to let Joe Burrow and those amazing weapons that Jamar Chase... Etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, will they be able to succeed? So, oh, we've got our first countdown clock. 10 seconds on the clock. Reese, give us a little sentence on the Bengals, quick.
2: So I think you're right with the offensive line being the main player. Uh, I think Paul Borough was unreal with the amount of sacks he had last season.
0: All right, straight on to the Pittsburgh Steelers and Reese. One minute and 30 on the clock. Go.
2: The Steelers had a great season in their times last season with the last year where Ben Roethlisberger at QB. They've done well to get into the playoffs, but the general consensus seems to be that Mitch Trubisky, who they traded for from the Bills, isn't going to be good enough to take them where they want to be. They've yeah. got in Kenny Pickett, who is thought to be the most game ready quarterback of the draft class. Yeah. Um, For this reason, I think they should maybe take a step back, as many teams do when they've lost a long-standing quarterback, and I think they should give Pickett the chance to start in order to give themselves the most time and opportunity for Pickett to develop. Um, Definitely. A little fact in there as well, Mitch Trubisky has an NFL career record of 64 touchdowns
0: 38 in receptions which... yeah we've seen enough of, of Mitch Rubisky over, over his years with the Bears he's getting paid backup money that's all he is now for me no matter Seek. what they say there's not going to be he bloody sinks um... <laughs> I love you Mitch what? you love Mitch uh, decent backup for the Bills but there's going to be Mike Tomlin must be so glad that that stone age pony is out the door Ben Roethlisberger can he pick it to start on 17 games next year give me one Right now swiftly on to the Baltimore Ravens, 90 seconds on the clock for myself. And um, the Ravens, it should be a should be the perfect quarterback room, really, for me. You've got the young MVP-winning franchise quarterback and a similar style backup who, who had to come in last year, obviously, in Tyler Huntley, and he did really well. He's a similar style, as I say, and he's a perfect quarterback, got great spirit, well-respected and liked in that locker room. Should be the perfect QB room. However, there is potentially a backdrop of melodrama brewing, a murmur in the distance, and and not-so-far distance. He's going to be playing next year on his fifth-year option, making $23 and the Ravens have have apparently tabled a big offer for him, but he's having none of it. He wants to take a step back. He wants to gamble on himself um, and and wait to hit that free agency, which really would be unprecedented for a a top-franchise QB in the NFL. He would be set to make... So much money. You've just seen what the Browns gave to Deshaun Watson with all his issues. Lamar Jackson, you'd say, is a better quarterback. Now the Ravens are probably going to franchise him next year, uh, in twenty three, which will be forty three and a half million, I reckon. Then again, in twenty twenty four, for about fifty million. Then he's going to hit the free agency, and the Ravens will have a big decision to make because he'll be like wanting sixty million, perhaps guaranteed. Um. So I I think it's really brave. Uh, Obviously, he's put himself at big risk of injury. He was
1: was so sad and angry with him leaving. He wants to overpull him. He does. I, I I think he
0: really does. And we'll move it swiftly on to another interesting quarterback room, maybe the most interesting, for want of a better word, I'd say, the Cleveland Browns to finish off the AFC North. And that has been me again. Ninety seconds on the clock, and from I just call in the Ravens the perfect QB room to what a messed up quarterback room. Five years, two hundred thirty million, fully guaranteed to a guy facing twenty-two sexual assault charges, likely a big suspension from the league, and then you've you've you can't get rid of the guy who took you from the league basement all the way to the playoffs. He's stranded in NFL's no man's land, uh, no one willing to to trade for him, and, and definitely no one willing to eat that eighteen million dollar contract. However, like we've said before when we talked about Baker, that they did it to win a Super Bowl. And looking at the Browns roster, I think they're definitely ready to win it. There's a couple of question marks. Um, but for me, yeah, looking at the offense and some of the pieces on D, they're definitely ready to win a Super Bowl. It just seems kind of crazy to me. Like That's what, obviously why they've done it. And All this human drama, all this human emotion and absolute craziness has, has all been done just to increase their Super Bowl winning chances by literally about 8%, if you think about it. Um uh, some people have questions how, how happy Watson are going to be in a, in a run-heavy approach, but I think he's going to allow them, the Browns to be as balanced he's as well. He's not going to
2: be there for very long anyway, so I don't why, think... Why would you say long. that? Because the suspension's coming.
0: Yeah, they knew that, though.
2: I think it'll be, I don't think it'll be long before the be suspension goes so...
0: I think most likely the NFL bottle suspension... He gets about six games, and we're all forgetting about it in a year when they're Super Bowl champions. Stinky! In a couple of years, yeah, for sure. Right. AFC North done so quickly. On to the AFC East now. We'll kick off the AFC East with Reese and the Patriots. 90 seconds on the clock.
2: So the Patriots had arguably the best quarterback of last year's rookie class. Um he done well in helping them reach the playoffs only to get demolished by the Bills. <laughs> yeah. He showed great promise. However, this off-season, i seen in my eyes the Patriots go backwards. I think Mike Jones may struggle next season with a lack of protection on that offensive line. And Last season, it took a while for Belichick to trust him throwing the ball. A lot of the time it was running, so... It'll be interesting to see if he gets a a lot more freedom next year, but yeah, I think he, I think the Patriots will struggle this season.
0: Yeah, I can see him be, Mac Jones actually making a bit of a second year leap, especially with Belichick as a teacher and all that, and actually being held back by this Patriots offense. And that's not to mention the the defensive side of the roster looks looks absolutely awful, and that was that was probably their weakness last year. Like you just mentioned, the Bills' de- the demolition of them. They um. They scored on every drive in that wildcard game, uh, and it, you had similar domination in on Boxing Day. We, we've said in previous episodes that uh, Bill Belichick might be going crazy. And I, I think he's leaving too much for Matt Jones to do. He's putting too much on Matt Jones's shoulders. I think they'll finish rock bottom of that AFC East next year. Oh. Swiftly on to the New York Jets, and that'll be myself with a minute 30 on the clock. Obviously, the Jets have drafted well. Everybody loves the off-season that they've had. But but for me, I'm not saying it's a a bad thing, but it piles on the pressure on on Zachy Boy. Uh, Again, I'm not saying that they got too good too early. It remains to be seen how good their draft picks will be, how good their off-season moves will be. But I I can definitely see Wilson becoming a victim of of heightened expectations if he doesn't make a big leap. And it will have to be a pretty big leap based off off of last year's tape. He was... Pretty awful. Nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions, missed a few games from injuries. Um, again, the wider quarterback room, they've got Joe Flacco there. Looks looks like a good quarterback room. You've got your potential franchise. You've got your, your developmental in Mike White, who looked really good for one game last year. And then you've got your experience head in Joe Flacco. Although I'm not sure how much I rate his presence in the quarterback room. Wilson did show some signs of promise, although it was overall a very bad year and obviously had a bad situation around him. That that toe-tapper run against the Jaguars where it was like 60 yards or something, that was super impressive. He showed excellent speed and decision-making, but there just wasn't enough of it last year. You definitely would have liked to see a few more highs, a few more throws being made. But the potential is there. What do you I guys think? think better, yeah. I'm you part think the Jets.
2: Brilliant. I think he performed brilliantly
0: against the Bucks. towards the last few in the start. Well, he didn't. They <laughs> do. <laughs> Any excuse to have a go at the Bucks, isn't it? It's that like one game. I, I have to remind you again that we actually won that game. Blackstone Berrios. Led yet another game-winning drive. I don't know if you know, but he's pretty good at that.
1: Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom.
0: All right, whatever. So the bills, that will be bills. you. We'll go straight onto the bills. You've got a minute thirty on the clock.
1: So in Reese's mind, is he the most overrated QB ever? That is a comment that he said earlier on last season. But we all know that Josh Allen is a blue chip quarterback. He's still only twenty five, and the ability that he's already shown in the NFL is pretty insane. 36 touchdowns, 15 interceptions last season. Was he stat padding against poor opposition, Reese? Well, I don't Mm. know. But he's got great athletic ability as well. He's 6'5", 763 rushing yards, six touchdowns as well. He's an all-round dual-threat quarterback. He's got Case Keenum there as an experienced backup with him. Um, Sean McDermott is looking for him to run less next year. The Bills could be Super Bowl favourites.
0: They yeah. looked disjointed for a little spell last year. They had that 9 6 loss to the Jags. I think this might have been the time that Reese made those. That was a
2: game. That was a game. That <laughs> I really, he might to prove me wrong and perform, performed well on a consistent basis, apart from that. Well, after that. A couple,
0: of, a couple of weeks later, you actually lost to the Colts and only scored 15 points. So it wasn't all perfect. But we, probably time Reese
1: wanted to uh, change his NFL team at that point, wasn't Absolutely. it? Definitely.
0: We're nitpicking a bit there. Gabriel Davis and Isaiah McKenzie have. To up a bit, uh, move up a spot on the depth chart, so it could be issues there, but I don't, I don't think so. I, I think Jamison Crowder is is an upgrade there in the slot, probably better than Cole Beasley. Reese is making a ring, I think you're HSC, yeah, right. <laughs> and we'll round off the AFC East with the Miami Dolphins, who of course are led by Tua Tunga but brought in Teddy Bridgewater in this offseason as probably the best backup in the league.
1: No, so- last
0: year. Who do you say?
1: I said nice addition there.
0: Yeah, nice addition for sure. Um, Tua last year did show improvement, 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, but only a 68.3 PFF grade, only one 300-yard game. And again, he missed five games through injury, which obviously is a worry. Um, they had, I think it was the worst O-line in the league per PFF's grading a real dodgy O-line either way. Uh, didn't have Toron Armstead. Obviously, they've brought in Tyreek Hill, so... It's now, it's up to Tua to make that leap. Similarly to uh, Zach Wilson, obviously not as big a leap is needed, but it's going to be tough with a new head coach, new offensive coordinator. A lot of it is going to depend on finding that chemistry of Tyreek. Obviously showed it with Jalen Model last year and um, the strength in the short game. You only need to get Tyreek the ball in open space. Obviously, he can score from anywhere, but improvements that Reese is shaking head. They improved in, in most facets last year, beat the Patriots twice, which is which is a big deal for them. They just need that tour lead, that tour to stay healthy. And obviously a lot of UK fans are, are Dolphins fans because of the uh, Dan Marino years. And I think after a, after a long period of rubbish since then, I think maybe the, the Dolphins are in for a period of success.
2: The Polish, maybe
0: Von Miller's not playing, mate. We've already established that right? <laughs> as well. Um, and then if two, it doesn't work out, they've got uh, the best backup in the league. Anyway, I'm starting to realise maybe a minute 30 seconds wasn't enough time, but we'll go on to the AFC South. And kicking us right. off in the AFC South will be Ashley Kiddell with the Indianapolis Colts. One minute 30 on the clock. They got
1: rid of Carson Wentz. They decided he stunk after a year. They've traded for Matt Ryan for a third, and I think it's an excellent addition. They've got excellent support in the run game with Jonathan Taylor. You've got le- Matt Ryan's now got less pressure on him than he did at the Falcons, even though he dragged them to seven wins last season with their disgusting side. Um, They haven't got great options in the pass-catching range, but they've got Michael Pittman, who had a 1,000-plus receiving yards last season. They also drafted Alec Pierce in the second round of the draft to add more weapons. Um, I think they're a side with a lot of upside, but in general, they may lack experience. They're a win-now team, but do the Colts have a shot at a Super Bowl?
0: Mm, yeah, they're kind of stuck in that purgatory where they're, they're never good enough to go and rebuild, but they're, they're not quite Super Bowl calibre. I will say is Matt Ryan has loved play action throughout his career and obviously he's set up for success there in Colts with their run game, with their offensive line, with Jonathan Taylor there. Matt Ryan, as you alluded to, Ash, he, he was faced with an awful roster last year with the Falcons, a mess of a team. But he still had above average efficiency under pressure and he was under pressure a hell of a lot. I think he was a victim of the Falcons roster deficiencies. I think he can still play, but I think his ceiling is is below the Super Bowl, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Winnable division, Titans have got worse, but not near the Super Bowl for me. And then the Jaguars with old Reese Davidson, I believe. Yeah. Go.
2: So, the Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence. TLR was labelled by many as a generational talent, but from what it seems, he was drafted in a nothing short of a shit show. He was being controlled by someone who didn't even know who Aaron Donald was. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That can't be real. real. I I think we will see see the beginning of something special for TLR this season with his talent shining through under a new and more organised regime. Many players commented on Urban Meyer's incompetence with with running back Etienne said that if he had to miss a year, he missed a fucking great one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think they're going to build and go forward. You know, they've, they've added a weapon in Christian Kirk, which sent waves for the the receiver yeah, yeah, market yeah. causing definitely. people like Tyree Kill to move on as well. So I think they mean business and I think we will see T-Law shine on this season.
0: They definitely mean business and they definitely spent a lot of money, but I think a lot of it was misguided. Like so much of money went on Zay Jones even, who entered the league in 2017 and he's only had one 100-yard game since. Uh, I only think he has to be their 3rd guard receiver, but I don't think Christian Kirk is a true number one either so i think the Jags are, are still gonna suck but probably a bit less um they afc south suck more, so that's good fair play fair play yeah kind of sent them into disarray a little bit a whole first for hollywood brown but we'll get on to that later a minute 30 is on the clock for the titans and that's me obviously got ryan Tannehill there Stunk up the place in in the in their final game of last year, the wild card game against the Bengals. Drafted Malik Willis, I'm sure they're extremely happy that they fell to him in the third round. Not somebody I imagine they envisaged he, they would be picking up. Um, but but I think they they should be thrilled. He could have gone second overall. Uh, and tunnel was okay last year, but it'll be 34 by the season start. And and like I say, absolutely reaped in the in that playoff game. One touchdown, three interceptions against the Bengals. The defence got nine sacks. They held um, They held Joe Burrow in that, that Super Bowl reaching Bengal team to 19 points. They had so many chances to get over the edge in that game. Uh, and that, For me, that is enough to make you question you, your quarterback for sure. I can't imagine Tannehill playing until he's 14 being one of those sort of players. So how do you guys think the... Um, the situation is for Willis. Mm. We're competing against each other. We're, uh, you know, watching the same tape. We're, we're doing the same drills. Uh, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but um, you know, if he learns learns
1: from me along the way, then um... interesting for sure. He uh, isn't going to mentor Willis. Experience.
0: Yeah, I, I think that attitude is not a good. One. Even if he, obviously, they're in a battle for a job, but I think that's the wrong sort of vibe to be mm. putting in that quarterback room. Prediction, Willis will start three or more games next year. We'll finish off the AFC South with the final team, the Houston Texans, who obviously are led by Davis Mills. Many people thought that they would perhaps go quarterback in the draft, but they did not, and I don't blame them. Mills was the second-best rookie quarterback last year. 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, didn't play the full 17-game season. 400-yard games he had, which... Zach Wilson went second overall, had one. Trevor Lawrence, first, over, first overall, obviously, only had two, and that's after being picked in the third round, Davis Mills. They drafted John Metz, uh, John Metz, the third from Alabama in the second round, but it's still a fairly poor wide receiver room, and, and it's a team still void of a lot of talent. Uh, he's had to deal with the Watson situation, has Davis Mills, and a really awful D. There was only four teams with fewer sacks last year, and they had by far the worst secondary. So, like, what do you guys think ceiling, uh, Davis Mills' ceilings is and, and where can Texans go? Are they just going to use him as a bridge to get another high pick?
1: I think um, I quite like Mills watching him. He looks like a a sound QB and in the right situation, like he could prosper for sure. But, again, it is a question mark on that ceiling. I don't know if he does have the ability to be elite, but... For the current QB situation around the NFL, he's definitely not bad. Could the Texans be trading for Baker Mayfield?
0: Yeah, I think they probably should. Uh, it wasn't your typical tanking season from them last year. Uh, they had some nice wins. The offense put up some points. They were... They're were they exciting at times, but for me, there's still just not enough talent there. I'd love Mills to have a proper shot with a decent roster, but I'm not sure he will get that. So we move it on to the final division in the AFC. The AFC West rattling through them nicely here. And I would love it if we could kick off with the Denver Broncos.
1: Wow, the Denver Broncos, eh? Well, Mr. Unlimited has headed to Denver. Everybody has to have an alter ego, right? And and
2: I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be. And I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited, you, know, you gotta be unlimited, you, know, you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you you know, what you're thinking about or what you wanna do in life or where you wanna go, you gotta be unlimited. Tell them, I'm unlimited, you know what I mean? So when they ask you certain questions like, who brings you motivation, Russell? Mr. Unlimited. Who, who's your role model, Russell? Unlimited. Two person for advice, Russell. They think Pete
0: Carroll, they think this person, think that person.
2: Love you, Pete, but it's Mr. Unlimited
1: Tom.
0: So, as 30 seconds, quick, go.
1: Oh uh, Wilson, God, he needs protection. He didn't. They didn't. The Broncos didn't draft a tackle in the draft. He has a high sack rate of eight point three percent. His first nine seasons in the NFL, he was sacked on average forty three point eight times, the most of any any NFL QB since nineteen seventy. But can he make a similar impact to Peyton Manning like he did? Can they head to the Super Bowl?
0: Yes, such a tough division. Reese, one question: Is he the cringiest guy in the NFL?
2: No. Jameis Winston.
0: (laughs) We'll get to that. We will get to that. All right. I will can. I will carry on the AFC West love with some Las Vegas Raiders chat. So obviously Derek Ra Derek Carr has obviously been majorly helped up out helped out with the addition of his friend and the best wide receiver in the league, Devante Adams. Uh, I was going to talk about Derek Carr. I was going to say I think he's underrated, but. I'm not really sure in what regard he's he's really held in by the NFL world, and I'm not actually sure how I rate him. So a quick question for you guys. Do not think about it too much. If you've got a rank, all the NFL quarterbacks, 1 to 32, obviously Brady 1 and whoever, number 32, where are you putting Derek Carr? Give me a number dead quick. 15th. That's low. 13th. No wow, that's that's quite interesting. I, I think for me, he sneaks into that that top 10. He... um. Had four thousand eight hundred yards last year is is best ever, and that's in a season where he had to deal with um with John Gruden's situation, with the Henry Ruggs uh car situation, and he was clutched down the stretch, which he hasn't really been in his career. Um, wins over the Browns, Broncos, Colts, and Charges in the last four games of the season, and they snuck into that that playoff. Um, so I think Derek Carr slowly year by year is making progress, and obviously that he wasn't good in that that playoff game at all, touchdown and interception in the clutch. When you look at the off season and the turbulence on the offense, um and they're awful awful O line, they had PF's for rated last year. Um, for me it was a good a good at least Derek year last year. So Reese will continue his love affair with the Chiefs right now, please.
2: So <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get Hammered big time on this one because I got impatient and I took Mahomes over Allen in a fantasy league. But I think Mahomes, he's already shown he can produce the high levels. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, But he's going to have a lot more competition next year in the AFC. Mm. I, I wanted to ask you how you... How you guys think he'll handle this new competition? And with him losing so much in September when he was labelled Mr. September, do you think he's showing some signs of slowing down? And also, he's lost Tyreek. How do you think he'll deal with
0: that? Yeah, I, I think that AFC West is, is ridiculously talented on paper. We'll see actually how it, how it comes out when those teams, because there's still a lot of unknowns, how it comes out when they actually get onto the field. But for me, there are no questions over Patrick Mahomes. He probably, mm-hmm. he, for me, is the best quarterback in the league. Uh, if you take everything into account, and and for me, the question marks are on that defense. We need the Chiefs need consistency there. At times, they carried that team last year, and at times, they were completely let down by them. The boy um, needs
2: a coin toss to win. Remember.
0: The boy needs a coin toss to win. Or you could have won the game anyway. You still had they still had to go down the pitch and do it. Call and from Sky more for me are good additions. I think the Chiefs will be a top that AFC by the end of the season.
2: lost Mahomes. So with the Chargers, we've got Justin Herbert at quarterback. In 2021, he threw for the second most yards in the league with 5,014 yards, and also the third most touchdowns with 38. However, he still recorded 15 interceptions. He's an all-round promising quarterback with a lot of hype around him and a good set of weapons. He had a great second year in the league showing that the Chargers can be contenders and it's clear that the Chargers have drafted well and have the potential to build a Super Bowl winning team around Justin Abbott.
0: Definitely, and for me on paper, it it is a Super Bowl-winning roster. They've got a great blend of youth and experience. They overhauled that O-line last year, and it it did really well. They're in the top 10 uh, per PFF's rankings. Rashawn Slater was an instant hit, and that D, for me, looks nasty now.
2: Got JC Jackson in the uh, secondary. You've always spoke very highly of the Chargers,
0: haven't you? I really like this. They're just bottle jobs. They're just perennial bottle jobs. But for me, looking at the roster, adding Khalil Mack was unnecessary. Mm. I think it's going to be real, real dangerous. For me, as long as they don't charge it up, they're they're my Super Bowl. They're my bet for the Super Bowl, my dark horses. And actually, I've already had a little something, something on them.
1: Oh, have you?
0: So, that is the conclusion of the AFC. We're halfway through and we'll move it swiftly on to the NFC, starting with the North, starting with the Vikings and Reese's favourite quarterback.
2: Go ahead. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. So, with the Vikings, we have Cont Cousins. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, the man
0: wrong. You just... have to get the beeps out.
2: <laughs> in my opinion, he should be traded away immediately or be a backup. He's done nothing special since he was drafted in 2012 and he's never going to take the Vikings to the top. Your ass stinks! I feel he can't reach any higher level than what he's playing at right now. He rarely wins in prime time, suggesting that he can't handle pressure and he has the stupidest play calls. However, he's just received a new contract suggesting that the Vikings believe they have the man. And that for me is an offset on that man.
0: I think I think they're just kind of stuck. They're stuck with him, and they don't know what else to do. I think he annoys everybody, and he he can't deal with a a prime time game or a playoff game. I bet he's had one playoff win. He's so expensive, and he's a prime example of what I was talking about earlier. Why Lamar Jackson wants to hit that free agency market because uh, Kirk Cousins has done similar himself and made a hell of a lot of money from it. So, if 33 touchdowns last season were only seven picks, Cook was injured a lot last season, so he had to do a
1: lot by himself. I think too much hate is on Kirk Cousins here.
0: Straight on to the Vikings' bitter rivals, the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love there. Just get one minute 30 on the clock, and away we go. So, um, Aaron Rodgers, don't really know what much to say about him. That hasn't been said over the last two years. He's been in the media full-time. The MVP last year, but he stole the MVP from Tom Brady, as everybody on this call is aware. The only way Aaron Rodgers was MVP is if MVP stands for moist, veined, prick. I'm sick <laughs> so- <laughs> being <laughs> on the bloody Pat McAvee show on a the- on Tuesday. Just absolutely chatting <laughs> nonsense. He says there's a media bias against him, but he's just trying to play. He's trying to be a little puppet master and calling the public dumb. All that stuff. He's just in the media way too much. And you just look at the stats. Look at the way they played. It should have been Brady. Brady had 1,200 more yards, six more passing touchdowns, led almost every the quarterback. About Brady later. He had more game-winning drives. I'm not done. just for a minute Faye, when he stole the limelight from my boy Tom Brady. Uh, He's always moaning. He's just moaning because his team drafted a a, a quarterback in the first round, Jordan Love, but Kyle Trask was drafted by the Bucks. You don't see Tom Brady making all that stupid noise. For me, I just hope Rodgers meets a steep decline this year, and it is actually Jordan Love who finishes the season for the Packers. Rodgers, we've had enough of you in the NFL now. See
1: ya. (laughs) Look at him getting so defensive over Brady.
2: I love you Tom
0: <laughs> now on to the Detroit Lions a minute 30 is on the clock
2: so like, what about for the Lions we've got Jared Goff oh Jared he Goff he's what will be a make or break season he struggled to produce anything great throughout his career hence the Rams traded him to the Lions in return for Stafford who went on to win the Super Bowl there <laughs> He's not got much around him, to be fair, of the Lions. But they have brought in Jamison Williams, a wide receiver in the draft, who I think will be a great weapon to go alongside the young Amon Ra. He had a PFF grade of just 60.4 last season.
0: Which yeah. Is
2: pretty shocking. Uh, but a, a cool fact about Jared Goff is he holds the tied most completions in a regular season game at 45 completions.
1: That was just with Sean McLeod getting the best out of him, throwing little short passes because he knew he was stunk everywhere else.
0: I'll just say quickly there, Reese. I disagree with two things you said there. You said it was a make or break year for Goff. For me, he's already broken. (laughs) Uh, It's just a feeling until... They can get out of that contract and they can get out of that contract at the end of the year. So I don't think it'll be a Lions player for too much longer. And the second thing, I don't think that offense is too bad. Apart from apart from Goff, I think he's got some nice pieces there. The O-line made a good jump last year and should continue to improve. Penny Sewell's one of the best tackles already. And I'll stop talking as we move on to the final team in the NFC North and the Chicago Bears. Ash, you're on the clock.
1: So Matt Nagy has departed Chicago. Yay! Everyone in Chicago must be absolutely delighted, particularly Justin Fields. The Bears had the late. third worst pass years, passing yards last season. They've got Matt Eberfluss in as a new head coach. new head coach, And Luke Getzi comes in from the Packers as offensive coordinator. Um, he'll have more opportunities to call plays here to make this offense his own. And they're going to look to set up an attack and offense that protects the football. Try and not get Justin Fields to fumble it. And try and cut down on the picks. They're going to run an RPO-style and Shanahan-style outside run under the floor. But their receiver room is looking thin. They've lost Alan Robinson. Uh, They drafted Villas-Jones Jr. in the third round. And they do have Darnell Mooney. But Justin Fields does need that support and some weapons. But for me, as I said last year, he was the best QB in that draft class.
0: You did. You like Justin Fields, don't you? You think he he still will turn out to be the best in that that rookie draft class thing, because obviously it was an up and down last year and I, I don't think the Bears have done enough to support him.
1: I, I think his talent itself is, you know, undeniable really. His rushing ability, he's, he's a dual threat quarterback and he's just had a lot of shit with Matt Nagy and that team in Chicago. He's going to improve hopefully now with with uh, their new stuff.
0: I wish they would have been a bit more aggressive though. Yeah. It was a bit of a wasted y- year last year, it feels like. But we'll go from the NFC North to the NFC East and kicking us off will be the Washington Commanders, 90 seconds on the clock.
1: So we spoke about Carson Wentz earlier and again, he just stinks and they've got Commanders have got it, but they know it that he does stink because they You're still have Sam <laughs> They dropped to somehow on the fifth round. And they've also got Taylor Heineke here. They know that they can't rely on Wentz. Uh, they also added Jahan Jotson, uh, 16th overall, to help out with Scary Terry and add some more weapons for Wentz. Um, Howell's got a nice connection, though, with Diami Brown, who they also drafted last year. Um, they're going to have a focus on play action <coughs> under offensive coordinator Scott Turner with a dominant run game because clearly they just do not trust somebody like Wentz. But Antonio Gibson is there, and he's got going to be helped out by Ryan Robinson Jr. from Alabama, who they drafted in the third round. Um, we'll see what happens, but Wentz, for me, bad.
0: Wentz, like, didn't play that that bad last year. Like, not enough for a, a one-and-done after what the Colts put up for him. For me, well, it, it definitely was, and, and according to the owner, they, they moved on from him because of his because of his personality, because of the off-the-field COVID issues, because they don't like him pretty much. And with all the off-the-field issues that Washington have had recently, I'm not sure he was the right personality, the right person to bring in, let alone, like as you say, he's probably not good enough to lead them to the NFC East title. Who has the Cowboys? Because I'd like you to kick us, to keep us going right now.
1: So, of course, the Cowboys have Dak Prescott there. He underwent a procedure in June on his non-throwing arm, but that's not going to affect him. He threw for 37 touchdowns last season, which was a franchise record. They lost Amari Cooper, but Dak played a big role in drafting Jalen Tolbert at 88th overall. He's going to work with C.D. Lamb and Gallup. And to me, I feel like Dak is going to take an even further step this year. He was saying he feels in a different place this offseason from last since he was working back from his ankle dislocation. But he's in great shape. He's feeling as healthy as he ever has. He's excited. And I feel like he is going to take the Cowboys even further.
0: Uh, I want people to stop talking about the Cowboys. Me Ever since I got into the league, I've heard NFL media types say, oh, they always get talked about too much every year and they always let us down. And it happened again last year. I saw it happening before my eyes, before preseason. Everyone's chatting way too much about them. And for me, they might have got worse. Mike McCarthy is rubbish and uh, I don't care about Dak Prescott that much. He looks good. He looks like he should be a top five quarterback every year. But for me, there's there's not too much difference between him and and Derek Carr. I think the NFC East will be going the way of the Eagles this year and I beg I beg everyone to shut up about the Cowboys for for a minute or two please
1: Even the Cardinals were able to beat the Cowboys in our pool run without
2: D-Hop
0: We'll get onto that later though however, so carrying us on will be Reese with the New York Giants What's Danny Jones saying boy?
2: I think, as I said with the last quarterback, Daniel Jones at the Giants I think it must be a, a make-or-break year here as well.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, he's he's they've, they've brought in a good offensive tackle, though, to provide him with more protection and have knee in the draft. So it'll be interesting to see how he'll get on. But he, he's been in a poor team for his entire career, really. But last season, he had seven interceptions and only 10 passing touchdowns. Which is not very good for someone who was a top ten pick.
0: No, and I think it's really tough for someone to recover from that, that um the fall that he had on that like eighty yard run, if we remember that, where he just absolutely tripped himself mm. up. It's quite tough to come back from that in the NFL, if you ask me. I think, I think uh,
1: they drive- Go on. Saquon Barkley can stay fit and help out as well as that uh Evan Neal addition, I think. There could be room for Daniel Jones to succeed, but I've really not been uh, placed in much confidence with how he's performed so far.
0: Yeah, the Giants don't think he will either. They declined to pick up his fifth-year option, unsurprisingly. Um, I do like the pickup of Thibodeau on that defence, though. I think he's going to be the sort of culture man that the Giants We love Thibodeau. We love Thibodeau. We love Thibodeau. We will cap off the NFC East with 90 seconds on the Philadelphia Eagles, please.
1: So Jalen Hurts is a fantasy football dream, but it doesn't quite correlate to the NFL. He, he His arm is poor and he needs to improve himself this year, especially in this passing game. Um, they didn't really add any serious competition in the draft for free agency, but they did pick up an undrafted free agent in quarterback Carson Strong. There's questions over his injury status um, mm, before his knee hit. injury. He could have been a day two selection, so we'll see where that goes. They've also got Gardner Minshew, but uh, for me, Jalen Hurts is going to be that starter. Um, I think they've got some a couple of nice weapons with Dallas Goder and AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, so they've now got some weapons for Jalen Hurts, but it's that arm power, that arm talent. Can Jalen Hurts be a franchise QB at the Eagles?
0: Yeah, so he, he keeps having to... He has to keep moving forward, keep progressing, obviously, but I liked what we saw from them. They were meant to be rebuilding last year after the NFC Lease dumpster fire two years ago. Uh, Meant to be in a rebuild, but they still made their way into the playoffs, still uh, still got to the wildcard round, lost to the Buccaneers, obviously. But the fact it was meant to be a rebuild and they still made the playoffs is impressive. They're good on the lines, and I don't think Jalen Hurts will have to do too much more than than he can do than to win that NFC East, the Eagles are the are the favourites for me. Seven
1: hundred and eighty-four rushing yards and ten touchdowns, pretty impressive for a QB. Will his arm
0: strength? Very nice. Moving quickly on to the NFC South, uh, who's got the Buccaneers to talk about the greatest quarterback to ever play the game?
2: Right, so uh, for the Buccaneers, it must be a great relief having Tom Brady back in the building after his little PR stunt. Um, many people had him rumoured to go to the the Dolphins, actually, which you quite liked, Disco, didn't
0: you? I thought I told you on the last episode, we we're going to stop talking about that from now on. <laughs> no more discussion. Uh, there, but
2: we know he's guaranteed uh, to be for another season, He's guaranteed to be there for another season. It'll be interesting to see if he can replicate that success that he had a while ago with the Bucs. I had a question for you both. When Brady inevitably leaves, is Trask the answer for Tampa, or would a new rookie or already established quarterback be more appropriate?
0: I wish that I knew. I've been trying to find information on how Trask has done, and they like him enough to keep him around, and they like him enough to—they weren't considering picking up another developmental quarterback this year. Um, and obviously, he's been able to to learn behind Brady, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's going to be able to fill in the boots of Brady. I'm not sure the fans or Jason Light are going to be happy with going from Brady down to Kyle Trask level unless he has a big leap next year. So I think we probably are likely to bring in someone in free agent trade. Moving on to the New Orleans Saints and a QB room, including Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, and Ian Book. No longer Taysom Hill because apparently he is a full-time tight end now. Winston in 2021 had seven starts, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. Five of those were wins, um, but he didn't make 20 completions and he didn't top 300 yards once. Uh, Jameis Winston obviously had a a turbulent time in, in the year, uh, in the league so far, but w- when you're most known for going, being the first quarterback to go 30-30, and 30, and for this...
2: I want everybody to look at me. I'm going to pass to coin. after I say one thing. Let's go. That's a W. That's E1. That's
1: E1. That's a W. How many people
2: want to eat a W tonight? How want to
0: eat a W tonight, Come in, man. Then I'm not sure what your ceiling can be in the NFL. However, he's a different he's a different man now. He's a different quarterback. He definitely won't be throwing 30 interceptions next year. I, I don't really know. I don't really think anyone knows what his ceiling is, but he's had a, a chance to learn from Sean Payton, to be a backup, get a different perspective, learn from Drew Brees. Um, so I, I'm pretty worried about this Saints team and, and Winston coming back to haunt us. They've got Michael Thomas, Chris Olave now, Alvin Kamara, and that D should be spicy as ever. Am I... Am I crazy? Am I paranoid? Or, or are the Saints really breathing down the Bucs' necks? I think
1: the Saints could do well under Sean Payton. Winston was looking good before his injury last
2: year. They could, it could be, be a, a threat. threat. I a threat like it. What? I think there will be a big threat considering Trevor Simeon managed to take them a victory against you twice last season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll move it on to the Carolina Panthers, please, before there's any more from Reese. Who's got them?
2: I've got them. Go. So the Panthers are in a strange situation right now. The coaches need to perform right now to get the extensions. Yeah. They've went all in to get Donald, which is strange because no one very did. strange. He's had he's had a lot of injury problems. But when he was fit last season, he threw more interceptions than he did touchdowns. They brought in Matt Corral, who I spoke about last week as my favorite quarterback from the draft class. I think his, his mentality has been highlighted and his love for the game. I think Disco touched on that in last yeah. week's episode. Yeah, um, I think I think they need to give him. Give him a chance now. I've watched his combine footage and he's really impressed me. And I think, given the chance, Corral could surprise a lot of people.
0: Definitely, um, and the Panthers have got some nice pieces on there. A few got a couple of pieces on. D. obviously got Christian McCaffrey, but for he just me, needs to stay
1: fit. McCaffrey does.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he will. I looked at it, and we'll talk about this sometime in the future. I don't think his injuries. Um, forecast like a breakdown like you sometimes see in running backs. Um but I just I kind of the Panthers are hoping that Darnold is good enough to, to maybe let Howell sit there for a bit or Howell develops quickly but I can see another painful season for the Panthers and see you later Matt Rule.
2: I think Howell'll have a hard job done well at the Panthers when he's not there. Uh,
0: I'll just I'll turn that little bit down. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's got the Panthers? I've got the Falcons. I'm just, I'm uh, yeah, just that's what the Panthers. Me. Oh, my head's gone. Ash, please finish the NFC South off with the Falcons.
1: So they traded a full-time Pro Bowler and former third overall pick, Matt Ryan, to the Colts, as we said earlier. Uh, they head into this season with Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ridder, who they drafted in the third round of this year's draft. They're in tank mode, but they've got weapons. Kyle Pitts and Drake London could be a nice offence forming for years to come. Desmond Ritter has a great mentality, is noted for his hard work and determination. He was never thought of a top prospect, even at high school level. Mario is expected to be the starter, with Ritter as development QB, but they're two similar style QBs. Uh, Coach Arthur Smith wants a long-term build, and QBs who make smart decisions and have accuracy. Something which Desmond Ritter has been praised on. Ryan could have still been at the Falcons if they didn't pursue Watson, but for Ryan, it's a smart move, and the Falcons are looking to the future now.
0: Yeah, which I think is a, is the best thing for him. I think we touched on it last episode that they weren't winning Super Bowl before Matt Ryan retired or before he fell off. So it's probably the smartest thing. But there's, there's really not a lot of talent on this team at all. Uh, looking at the offense, they've only got Kyle Pitts and Drake London, so it might just be a case of chuck up to them, and let them come down with it. On to the final division, the NFC West. I'll kick us off with the Seattle Seahawks, who um, have a really quite interesting quarterback room. That I don't. It, it kind of makes me sick to be saying it. Drew Locke, Gino Smith, and Jacob Eason. Please trade for Baker Mayfield. Pete Carroll, please. Somebody
1: trade for him, at least. Somebody.
0: I do not want to see Drew Locke start in any games. If there's one NFL opinion I want to ever take credit for, I want it to be Drew Locke was was utter rubbish the first time that I saw him. The 2020 season was, was brutal to watch. Um, if they don't bring Baker in for whatever reason, if they don't bring anyone else in, this is the Q- QB training camp battle I'm most invested in. Come on, Geno Smith. I do not want to be seeing... Drew Lock. Last year Gino Smith he did all right when he when he stepped in he had five touchdowns one interception a 74 PFF grade uh, which is way higher than Drew Lock has ever had uh, and then you you compare that to Drew Locke, who's got a super annoying face interceptions like for days, he looked clueless. He's going to result in an embarrassed franchise at you some point. I
1: hate so much.
0: I hate Drew I, don't, I can't imagine Pete Carroll going in with these. He's 70, even though he doesn't act like it. But I, I don't think he wants a rebuild. I think they truly have to be going in for Baker. Please, Pete, please go Somebody, Baker. somebody go for Baker. Quickly on to Ash's favorite team, the Arizona Cardinals. Reese, so the cards
2: we got, Kyler Murray. Uh, Yes, he has been great, especially last year until his injury problems and losing his best weapon in Hopkins. He seems to bottle it when it really matters, though, which is a big issue, I think. And after his antics this off season, I think Mm. he really needs to do well this season in which a season which he's going to struggle missing his best weapon due his suspension because he's a dirty cheat um, Ooh, but I think, I think he needs to prove himself a lot this season to ensure that he gets that paycheck he wants from the Cardinals definitely, and I definitely. think after the antics this off-season if he doesn't prove himself he's not going to get the money from the Cardinals and he's going to be packing his bags
0: I can see him wanting to move on Ash quick question for you as the countdown chimes in. Is Kyler Murray a clutch football player? Is he really clutch? Can you trust him to be clutch? 100%. Alright, nice and simple. I'd like to know what evidence that's based off, but we don't have time. Moving on. We're moving on to the San Francisco 49ers. Don't worry, Reese. it was a beautiful 90 seconds. Who's got the Niners? Ash, go.
1: Jimmy Garoppolo is still in San Francisco and Despite that, Trey Lance seems to be ready to take the reins after being selected for third overall in last year's draft. He was back up to Jimmy G last season. Um, but, you know, he could be even ready. The 49ers don't want Garoppolo. But even more recently, I've heard some noise out of the San Francisco that they're not that keen on Trey Lance. But that mm. will remain to be seen. The 49ers still value Garoppolo and look to get good value in a trade or keep him for his experience Either way, Carl Shanahan will make that offence work as he always does.
0: Yeah, you can definitely see that. But I think that's interesting what you say that they maybe cooled off Trey Lance a little bit. Shanahan, they went all in. They moved up for Trey Lance last year. He was 100% definitely their guy. But I think it was interesting and telling last year that Trey Lance didn't get more of a shot, even when Jimmy G obviously wasn't lighting it up himself. If you're going to move up for a guy if you're going to believe in him so much why not give him that that first year reps and why not see what he can do a little bit more so I, I think that is definitely interesting and, and maybe could spell some troubles for the 49ers so the final team of our quarterback carousel are the Super Bowl champions the Los Angeles Rams, led by Matt Stafford, a QB room that's also got John Wolford and Bryce Perkins. And uh, you could tell, obviously, they, they did the big trade. Sean McVay got rid of Jared Goff. Nobody blames him. Got his guy, Matt Stafford. And you could tell early in the season that that the marriage was everything each side had hoped for and more. Stafford was just another level of quarterback over Goff. He was able to make more throws less mistakes and understood the game better, but he was just so much more of a team leader, so much more of a, a franchise quarterback, if you like, than Jared Goff. You could tell from the press conference that just how giddy Sean McVay was that, that he really appreciated Stafford and that Stafford was a bit of an extension of him. He's in that.
1: love with Stafford, Sean McVay. He really
0: is. I, really, I kind of love to see it. I love Sean McVay being in the league. His, his energy is infectious and um funny to watch, to be honest. Um, that they lost a few this year: Whitworth, OBJ, Von Miller. But but they brought in Bobby Wagner and Alan Robinson, so I think maybe they've they've got even better. And that's in an AFC that's got worse, and an AFC West that has got NFC. a lot NFC worse, NFC West that's got a lot worse. So I cannot imagine too many issues for the Rams uh, and Stafford in twenty twenty two can you use. No, I think, no,
2: they're, I gonna think gonna be, they're gonna uh... be.
0: Yeah, you both think they're going to be great. I'll just say it wasn't all perfect last year. They had eight interceptions in the in the last four games of the season. A few pick sixes, but what season is perfect? He was light out in the front.
2: ass stinks.
0: Your ass stinks. <laughs> smells pretty nice, to be honest. Uh, no perfect. They perfect. They should get on with us. They should get on well.
1: So thanks for joining us for our QB Carousel. Uh, we've gone through each team rapid fire uh, it's been quite enjoyable I think uh, give a little insight into the latest QB situations if you haven't already please follow us on Twitter at Rotation. also check us out on Instagram uh, just search in Rotation and tune in next week we'll see you later guys
0: see you
2: later
1: bye all